Oh my god, wow. I, I, I'm gonna get cold feet. I don't know if I can do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Alright, wow, hello, welcome. Uh, we're probably gonna retain more That listeners. was so terrible, I'm gonna take over. Hello and welcome back to episode 32. Uh, Sophia, do the rest. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> I'd like to announce now, before we waste an hour of our life. I was going to say we're going to retain hella listeners on this episode if we're kicking things off with my beautiful voice, but apparently not. Nope. So Everyone's already gone. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was going to say this was a big week in the world of Trisha Paytas and Ethan <laughs> Klein news, but now that I think about it, it was pretty on brand for them. This you is know? actually a little bit of a slow week. I would say, uh, as far as they go. <laughs> yeah. Slightly kind of disappointing. Average. Well, so for anybody who tuned in last week, we talked about the Trisha Paytas, Ethan Klein drama on the Fren Frenemies podcast. Mm -hmm. And ba for the those of you who are not listening, Trisha quit. And if you don't yes. know who we're talking about, do yourself a favor and fucking Google it because I'm not outlining that again no do yourself a favor and turn off the podcast don't learn this is <laughs> save too. yourself that too um yeah don't get involved honestly if if you yeah. actually care about yourself anyway so trisha quit and i'm gonna have to also do some like mental jogging while i'm recapping some stuff because we talked about this like two weeks ago we recorded a week before last episode mm -hmm. um I really don't have that much to get into other than they posted all these like clapback videos at each other. Yeah. And they were pretty much what you'd expect. So like Trisha being accused of only caring about the money, Trisha making a video explain a three part video, I should say an hour long each. Um, mm -hmm. Why it's not about the money. There was a brief uh, moment where Whitney Cummings was rumored to be taking Trisha's spot because she posted a picture. I don't know who's in the Whitney Cummings fandom that noticed this, but uh, she posted a photo that looked vaguely like the frenemies background and was like, big news coming soon. And I what? was shitting myself for two days straight. That explains a couple texts that I sent to you, Liam. And okay. <laughs> then Whitney posted a picture of her own podcast that she was promoting. And I was like, oh. So I don't what? know. It's just Dur kind of a that mess. would be such a weird going from Trisha Paytas to Whitney Cummings. Well, <laughs> Whitney just... Cummings. Yeah, she's like the budget version of Chelsea Handler, who's already a budget yeah. version. And like I, it, the whole point of Frenemies was that Ethan and Trisha had beef. That's what started yeah. it. So I was like, what beef does he have with Whitney Cummings? Like, I was so confused. Can I ask before we get into it, does Trisha exclusively use they, them pronouns? I don't or? know. I don't okay. know. Because I refer to Trisha as she, her, because I thought one of her personalities is they, them. 
But then I was reading all these articles that referred to Trisha as they, them. So if I'm getting it wrong, I apologize. I don't even. Well, from I, here I on out, know. I'll use they, them just to be safe. I used she, yeah. her last week. Uh, I, I did didn't too. Know. I'll use they, them. If I got it wrong last week a bunch, I'm sorry. I, did, I legit, It was not on purpose. Um, that being said, uh, they fucking suck and I hate them. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I want to be respectful in my utmost disrespect for them. Oh they, my God. Um, they, it's just so like, so did you watch all like six or seven hour long videos? <laughs> I tuned in for the first like three it's, and then gave up after doing some drugs so that I could focus on yeah. it. Yeah. I just can't imagine them, like, airing out all of their, like, family dirty laundry on the internet for millions of people to see. For people who don't know, oh. Trisha is engaged to Ela, uh, to Ela's brother, and Ela is Ethan's wife. So they're, uh, like, siblings-in-law, Ethan and Trisha, basically, at this point. So, like... Imagine having beef like with your aunt and then airing that out for millions of people to see on the internet. That's insane. Yeah. Well, and I'm obviously going to come from like, I have to feel a little badly for Trisha because they have pretty serious like mental health issues. But mm. on the other hand, it's like there's a certain extent or there's a certain point at which you're like, what's the extent of the mental health issues and what is just, like, lack of courtesy, I guess? I don't know. Like, it's yeah. not like nobody has said, stop. <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't know. It's tough. Look, and I, I wish I didn't give a shit, you know? Like, I wish... Because <laughs> I didn't even know who they were until this year, so... Really? You had never heard of Trisha Paytas? Well, I mean, I'm, I meant Ethan and Trisha as a unit, like the Frenemies oh, okay. podcast, all that. I was like, I knew who both of them were, but I wasn't like sucked into it. Mm -hmm. That being said, uh, I was shitting on Trisha a lot. Ethan has been really fucking petty, too. Ethan's and just everyone... annoying. That's a difference. Yeah. Like, Ethan Dude. needs to shut the fuck up. Ethan posts stuff and everyone, all the comments are always like, yes, King, this is so hilarious. What? They're like never really that funny. And I'm, I'm feeling the same way about this where I'm like, dude, that's like your family. You're going to air out your dirty laundry like this. It's all like I get his TikToks um, where he makes and it's like what I am spending my vast 5% of frenemies fortune on. Oh, my and it's God. Like, it's like real petty shit. And it's like it's not not funny. It's just never that funny. It's like whatever. Um, and I'm just watching it like, dude, this is like your family. You, you, this feels like shit you should be dealing with internally. And I guess Trisha is more or less the one who like started taking it public. I don't know. Yeah. I just, well, all of it feels so petty and stupid. Yeah. And when you think about the fact that he's like a 35 year old man posting TikToks that I would post being emo on Vine in like seventh grade. Yeah. You're like, shut the fuck up. But I don't know. Like I said, it's easier for me to feel sorry for Trisha and be like, oh, shit, like that was in poor taste, but also not in their control. But with Ethan, it's just like, come on, you stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah. But his fans, I, this was explained to me by like a gamer. Um, Ethan's fandom following, whatever you want to call them, are ride or dies. Like they Ethan could carry out a genocide and they would defend it. It. 
as someone who has watched more than a little H three in his life, I would amend that and say that the H three fandom is pretty split between people who feel that way you just said about Ethan and the other half like fucking hate him and like can't stand him, but it's still just like you watch it because you <laughs> like like what he talks about and stuff. Because yeah. like Ethan gets a lot of shit from his own fandom like very often, especially with um the H three podcast like pre Trisha. Uh-huh. Uh, anytime they would have a guest on, he would get so much shit, like, every time. Because everyone would be like, Ethan, why the fuck are you talking over the guest all the time? And, like, he sucks as a host and just, like, all this other stuff. So I, w- I would amend that to say, like, half the fandom is, like, kind of can't stand him and thinks he's a huge dickhole. They would hate us. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah, fandom would not anyway. be able to stand us. I don't even know. So that was that. I, I picked out the Whitney Cummings thing because I thought that was funny. But other than that, it's just the same white noise going on and on and on. And I've yeah. seen more stuff coming out. I mean, this is just people are circulating more clips, mostly on like TikTok and Twitter at this point from the podcast. Did it come out on the podcast that Trisha had like been abusive to Moses also? Oh, really? Not. Um, I mean, I, I've, I, I was going to say not seriously, but like any kind of abuse is serious. She had like hit him. Uh, oh a few God. times and he wasn't like seriously hurt or anything but it was just like she had done it um and there was just like a clip circulating that was kind of funny where it was ethan talking about how trisha always like weaponizes shit uh like against him whenever she gets upset she'll like start exposing shit that she knows he like told to her in confidence uh and she was like well, in, in responding to that, she was like, well, then why did you tell people that, like, I had hit Moses before and I had, like, hit him? Because, like, we wanted to deal with that internally and he told you, like, not to tell anyone. And then it's Ethan just going back, like, well, then why- have you ever thought about just not hitting him then? Oh, my God. And then just, like, shut her up real quick. Or shut yeah. her up real quick. So I think the conclusion that we can take from this is that both of them just are really problematic and them doing a podcast together is probably the most dangerous thing that could happen. <laughs> Who could have ever predicted that this podcast, that Frenemies podcast yeah. would end badly? I know, right? Who saw we it gotta have, Yeah. Consider uh, last episode and this episode, our two-part funeral for the Frenemies podcast hey. in memoriam. I'm ready for the eulogy. That's true. I e three want to go episodes on a, ago or something. Do you want to okay. do a forty minute monologue uh, in retrospective to round out? Right Listen, I gotta tell spot. you, my uh, <laughs> this is so bad. Um, my Power mom, it. my mom attended a Zoom funeral a couple oh, weeks, no. ag- like a week or two ago. And didn't have her headphones in, so I, like, walked in the dining room because I'm at home, and she's just in the middle of a funeral. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, while I was in the kitchen, like, doing whatever, I was eavesdropping on that eulogy. Mine was How better. How to compare? Mine was of objectively was. better. Yeah, and I oh, popped yeah. my head in, and I was like, are you on mute? And she was like, yeah, why? And I was like, they should have asked me to give the eulogy. They should have. Do you have your funeral planned? Like, do you ever think about what you want your funeral to be like? I mean, no, I do know when uh, I'm going to die down to like a <laughs> week, but I don't know. That's not even a joke. Well, it is a joke, but it's a joke that I make so frequently. It might as well not even be a joke anymore. When? When? Um, when is that? So I can uh, I'm going to die so, at age Wait, 25. hold on. Hold on. I got to find a new co-host. 
you have a little time. I'm going to okay. die at age 25. So like five years from now in the fall. Uh, so the okay. fall of when I'm 25. All right. Uh, so like five years and like four months from now. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's been predetermined. I've decided that's probably the best age to go, at least for me. You know, everyone everyone's different. You guys can all decide when you want to go out, but I've, I've decided age 25 in the fall uh, is is going to be my exit point. May I ask why? Just seems like a good time to go, man. I like I I, <laughs> I feel like at that point I'll have either peaked or I'll I'll be so far past my prime I won't even be able to peak anymore. So what's the point? That's fair. I thought you, know you were going to say yeah. I I respect that. I was going to say you know your limits. You know exactly. But, uh, I thought maybe you were going to go in the direction of after that, nothing you do will matter. <laughs> also true. <laughs> All that's facts. A, that's fair. What, wait, so what year will that be? I don't even want to um, know. Why did I ask? That'll be 2026. <sighs> so that's yeah, you have, year. you have five years to write my eulogy. Oh, wow. I can start now. I'll start now and it won't even be done <clears throat> by then. I have no idea. That... Uh, on a more serious note, do you ever wonder like pe- what people will say at your funeral? Oh my god, <laughs> that keeps me up. At night. Yes, I, I always think about not always, but I think about that a lot. Like, what the fuck are these are these bitches gonna say? Are they gonna yeah. just talk shit about me for like four hours? That's what I would do if I were me. Well, I want to. Well, maybe- I guess I am me, but. If I give a shit enough by the time I'm, like, ready to... Like, if I'm able to expect my death, I might consider making a list of the things that I want somebody to talk about because I don't want them to get up there and just fully butcher. Like, mm-hmm. only talk about the shit I don't care about. Like, don't go up there and who I, whoever gives my eulogy, do not go up there and be like, she was so funny. She lit up a room. Like, don't give that bullshit. Like, y'all hated me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't pretend that you didn't, you know? You know what the funniest part is? You could spend years creating this list, writing out exactly what you want them to say, and they could just completely ignore it and do whatever they I want, know. and it doesn't matter at all. That's something that scares the shit out of me with, like, po- posthumous, like, plans, like, what people will do. Like, I want that shit in writing, so that I can get in like a lawsuit. My ghost can like get in a lawsuit with people mm-hmm. if they do it wrong. But I actually, I've thought in depth about what I want my funeral to be like. Can't mm-hmm. spell funeral without fun. That's all it's I'm true. saying. I, I don't have a plan for my funeral. What I do have is I've, I've spoken to many friends specifically about this. Because I do not want this to happen. When you die young. So if I die young. <laughs> inevitably people will post shit on social media no like, oh my they're God, not doing every that day. for me i am i am making i have a list on my computer an actual list that people who i've told will know how to find it and it's a list of the people who i know will try and pull that shit with me and i'm gonna i say if you see them posting shit about me i want you to call them out and say no you weren't that close <laughs> you have no right to post this shit because i I think we all know. I know exactly the people in my life who will try and pull that shit. I could start naming names right now, but I won't. But I have the names in my head, and I want none of that shit. Not allowed. If any of them try and post something, I've got like four people on deck ready to start talking shit in the comments immediately. Amen. I I mean, I've definitely discussed that and talked about it, but I don't have a list. Oh, I've got a list. I'm ready. Because I got... 
Listen, I have a playlist for my funeral, and the reason I do, it is an all-day playlist. It's an all-day event. I'm not walking you through the motions because some of that shit's really fucked up. I don't want to put it on the podcast. However... What the fuck? Hold on. What? When what I'm is going being, down at your funeral? Well, it's going to be like a like a day in the life of Sophia. So, like, for example, they have to be there at, like, 7 a.m. They have to run to the funeral at, like, 7 a.m. And then... No transportation to, allowed. Right. And then they have to, like, smoke a bunch of shit, um, drink a huge coffee that they have to pay for with their own money. Mm-hmm. And then um, any medications that I take for, like, my mental issues, they have to take, too, so they can understand... How much I struggle. That's what I want. So it's everyone but, like coffee and Adderall? Yeah, like literally. Themselves. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. And there's a couple other things that'll happen. But in all seriousness, I'm going to be cremated. I want them to do a roast while I roast. That's smart. That's a good that's idea. That's it. That is something I will put on my will if I make it that far. Like, roast and then my grit. Yeah. And then they can take my ashes somewhere really cool. So if I have grandkids or something, they'll be like, oh, she's dead. But like, we got to go to fucking Hawaii. <laughs> we got to go to Six Flags. <laughs> yeah, just like we let, you. We let grandma out as we hit the first loop on the Superman roller coaster, just like she would have wanted. How was your Six Flag experience? Yes, I did. I talked about this before, but I went to Six Flags for the first time ever uh, the other day. And it was really fun. It's, I was saying this while they were there. I think... So you can do, like, the flash pass, which is, like, uh, like twice as much as the normal ticket, but that lets you cut all the lines. Ooh. We didn't pay for the flash pass, but while we were there, I'm like, I think the flash pass would 100% be worth it. And I kind of stand by that, because we only rode, like, six rides the entire day, which was, like, enough. By the end of the day, we were all, like, <laughs> super tired. Um, and, like, it was a really fun day, and no, I have no complaints. But if you want to ride, like, a lot of rides, uh, you have to buy the flash pass. And I think, you know what? It's worth the money. So I'm going to do it that next time. But I, I overall to, enjoyed it. Shout out to Six Flags for not sponsoring this, but. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm really upselling like their premium shit right now. Well, that's good. Oh, well, I went free advertisement. When I was little, I think we went to Six Flags. They had like this Nickelodeon themed shit. Okay. And all I remember is that my cousin got slimed and I was grossed out by that. And that was it. (laughs) Bro, that was... I was talking last week about how fighting is just entertainment in its, like, purest form. Like, at this point, we have influencers just beating the shit out of each other, and we've distilled it down to its purest form. I'm taking that back. Sliming celebrities was entertainment in its purest form. Why did we stop doing that? I don't... Does Nickelodeon still do that? They might. Does Nickelodeon still exist? Like, I... Yeah. Okay, they then do, do it. They do, like, the Teen Choice Awards or Kids' Choice Awards, don't they? Get on that shit. I don't know, but Jack Black is always the host. Is he really? <laughs> is he still I always d- the host? <laughs> I don't know. I st- <laughs> I don't keep up with Nickelodeon, to be honest. But oh, like, Teen Choice is on Fox now. What's, what? What's the Nickelodeon? Was it Kids' Choice Awards? Yeah. Oh. All right, let's see if Jack Black still always hosts. I remember he did, like, back in the day. Before we continue, we had Trey on a while back. And Trey Mm -hmm. brought of uh, We Love to See It podcast. Go listen to it. But anyway, uh, Trey said that he thought kids actually voted in the mock elections that they would have on Nickelodeon. 
Like he thought he thought that that was like a legit election. Is it? You mean he, kids actually vote for the Kids Choice Awards or for like political stuff? What are you talking about? For the political stuff, like they had. Oh, um, oh yeah. Yeah, like when Obama and Romney were running against each other, he said that he thought yeah. that that was actually, or when Bush and Obama, the first time, or dude, I mean McCain, 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 not Bush. Dude, you want to ready to get your fucking mind blown? Oh no. Jack Black has only ever hosted the Kids' Choice Awards three times. Are you fucking kidding? I thought he hosted it every year, <laughs> I too. thought he was the host. Yeah, so did I. Oh, my God. You know who hosted it last year? The year 2020? Who? Victoria Justice. What? <laughs> like five years after Victoria's ended, right? I'm trying to think of a comparison. That's like giving an award... I'm sorry. This is a <laughs> hilarious lineup of people. So just reading oh through the last God. few a couple of years, it goes Mark Wahlberg, Blake <gasps> Shelton, John Cena, DJ Khaled, Victoria Justice. Where the fuck did she come from? <laughs> Every one of those is out of left field. Blake Shelton. Yeah. You know who kids freaking love? Blake Shelton. Did they just the go online? Singer. They went online on one of those like noun. They went on a um, proper noun generator dot com probably, mm -hmm. and were like, "Hmm, yeah, wow, dude." Rosie O'Donnell hosted it seven years in a row. <laughs> uh, seven. Yes, she from nineteen ninety seven. Till oh. 2003, Rosie O'Donnell hosted it every year. But Jack Black only did three. And never consecutively. I'm going to lay down and die. Like, you're out here talking about dying at 25. I'm about to die at 22 in one week. Like, geez. Dude, what does a DJ Khaled hosted awards ceremony even look like? Like, what does he talk about? They show you have the to video. talk if you host. They show the video of his wife getting, like, railed oh. in the background. That's just on the whole time. It's, no, it's, he goes up there and he makes Snapchat stories, which I don't even <laughs> know if he still does. That's what he was, like, big for back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah, wait, what did he say? He was always, he had, like, the key to success or whatever. Major key alert. Major key uh, alert. Yeah, that was the big thing. What yeah, year was that when he was, like, huge on Snapchat? Know. Did we you follow him on Snapchat? Two year no, we just lost two years. Like, the past two years didn't count. You didn't You didn't follow DJ Khaled on Snapchat? No. You were missing out. You really oh, were. Was that I? Was, I'm sorry. What a time to be alive that was. I this tried is, to like, avoid 2016, it. I think. Yeah, so you were, like, that's peak. I mean, I'm sure I followed those people when I was, like, that was when I was about to graduate high school. When I was mm -hmm. a freshman and sophomore, I was on that shit, but oh my Bro, God, the was... kids choice. So we, who's going to host next? Like, uh, I don't even know. I... I was trying to think of some like cringe, whatever. Dude, it's going to be like Betty White. Floyd It's just like, who do, who do kids, <laughs> it's just who do kids like the least? I can't get over Blake Shelton and yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you know who kids freaking love? Mark Wahlberg. I feel like if Betty Dude. White hosted, everyone would watch. No, no, it's going to be Ben Affleck next year. Oh, my God. Just like Ugh. mid, 
he comes out completely shirtless. He's got like a huge beer gut, tattoos still sprawled all across his back. They have Alan DeGeneres host. He's like so. Oh. <laughs> ben Affleck is like smoking cigarettes while hosting the Kids Choice Awards. And like yelling at women. He's dating <laughs> J-Lo again. I know. How do you do feel you remember- about that? I just love all those pictures that always leak of them together where she's like working out and exercising and then he's like half passed out in a beach chair just like gut out and he's like looks like shit. It's so funny. I've got a I don't understand like how I don't know that much about either of them. I know that I don't like him. I don't understand how she's back with him. Like I is they were there ever, something I don't think I'm they were missing? Ever together, were they? Yeah, they were. They used to be like a while ago. Okay, um, he's just completely like midlife crisis and does nothing to even try and hide it a little bit. He probably he must have a really good dick because I don't know why else she would be with him. Do you remember that huge back tattoo he got? You know, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the big color. It's the the ugliest tattoo I've ever seen, and. When he first got it, they tried to play it off like, oh, no, he got it, like, for a movie. And then it didn't show up in the movie at all. And he still has the tattoo, like, five years later. So they were definitely just, like, lying to try and cover up for the beginning of his midlife crisis. That's so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Um, have you... Back tattoo made me think of Shia LaBeouf, who got that, like, whole-ass chest piece that was so weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you've seen Holes the movie um i don't know if i have i've read ah. the book so i know the story but i don't know if i've actually ever seen the movie okay well i'm glad you've read the book that was one of my favorite books i watched that movie a couple months ago I, it was one of my favorites as a kid like if if you're looking for a good book adaptation into a movie that's it it is so okay. fucking great and they made mm-hmm. a couple of like they took liberty on a couple things that would be ridiculously hard to do in film but I'm okay with everything they did. That movie had me feeling I every emotion. Like, it hit something. <laughs> and I was like, I think either I'm emotionally deprived or, like, this is the greatest film ever made. It's one or the other. I watched it this again a couple days ago. very high praise for Holes. My goodness. Yes. And I watched it again a couple days ago with somebody else. And they agreed with me that it is fucking deep. So... Everyone stop what you're doing and watch Holes. Can you say without spoilers, what like what is it about Holes that makes it that good? There's a lot of symbolism that if you're a kid reading the book, usually when you're when you grow up, you're like, okay, that's corny as hell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but with Holes, it's even deeper because, oh, yeah, it's you're not looking at it for the surface value. It's like applicable to certain things in life. And also Sigourney Weaver's in it. And as a kid, I yes. wasn't like going to look at a woman and be like, oh, I'd let her fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> but now here we are. So Sigourney Weaver's in it. Also John Voight. I know. That's really funny. Yeah. He basically plays himself. I'm trying to remember because I, I read the book as a kid. Isn't it? So they just dig holes. All day. They're looking for like a treasure or something, right? That's supposedly buried there. Yeah, it's like and a camp for like problem kids, and then they just dig holes all day, and then eventually they do like find the treasure, but then they take it for themselves. 
Yeah, you find out, like, throughout the whole thing. Again, there's just layers and layers and layers of symbolism. They don't know mm -hmm. what they're digging for, but if they find something that, like, looks legit, they have to bring it back to, um, mm. like, their supervisors. And mm. you find out later that the warden, who's Sigourney Weaver, has, like, this family connection to the property. And I'm mm. not going to give spoilers, but... There's loot that she's looking for, but she's not entitled to. She's looking for the gold. Damn right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll put. I'll watch holes. I'll. I'll give it a go. I, I'll let you know. Yeah. So they should on it. Wait, John Voight should host the Kids Choice Awards. John Voight. That'd no, be... no, no, no. Current day. Shia LaBeouf should host the Kids' Choice Award. Just, like, completely off the rails. He's, like, screaming at everyone the entire time. They do an Even Stevens reunion. <laughs> an Even Stevens reunion with him now, just, like, completely out of his mind. I wonder what Beans is up to. I hope he's okay. For real. What is Shia even doing? I don't even know what he's been doing recently. Apparently abusing women. Uh, is that his new his new fad? Do you not know about that? Uh, I had not heard about that, no. Oh, my what God. What does he do? Um, FKA Twigs <laughs> dated him for a while and published this whole brief. I think she's suing him because he was physically and emotionally abusive to her. And, yeah. I and fucking all see he, it. All he could really say was sorry. <laughs> I believe it, yeah. He, he's, he's so clearly, like unstable which a troubled teen if you will exactly and i what age did he get famous at is he like a child star or i would consider him one i mean he could not have been older than like 13 years old when he was on even stevens yeah so so is it another example of like the child star who like stardom just like fucked them up yeah and i think part of the reason like I think Holes was probably cathartic for him. Oh, wait, no. In the movie, during Holes, they say introducing Shia LaBeouf at the end. So it was his first, like, film yeah. role? Yeah. So I don't know when that was, but I've got Here, his Wikipedia up. page up. Yeah. I do, too. Aw. I bet this is the only time this year that two people will be on that page at the same time. That's true. Okay, so Holes came out in 2003, which is also the last season of Even Stevens. Damn, he like said that he, same time. he said he had a, quote, good childhood. All right, well, How? then I guess it's his own goddamn fault. <laughs> guess he has no excuse. Yeah. Although I can't even, like, I can't imagine that's true. I, yeah, I think... he was, Liam, he started doing stand-up at age 10. What are you doing? Get out there. What am I doing? I'm doing yeah. this. Po he didn't, he wasn't doing this podcast at age 10. Fuck, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Would you ever do stand-up? I have been thinking about doing stand-up. Here's the thing. I'm I'm not going to be good at it is, is the problem. And I already know I'm not going to be good at it. So, like, that makes me want to not do it. But I do, like, want to try it because it's just – it's something I respect so much. And it just seems, like, fun. I don't so have I don't the know. balls. I do not have the balls. I, like – again, I just don't even, like – I know I'm going to be bad at it. Like, I, I can't – I can't, yeah. I mean, I could, but I, like, sitting down and writing jokes in that way <laughs> is the thing that I'm worst at. And when it comes yeah. to, like, comedy stuff, like, 
uh, writing that style of jokes that can be formed like written like like spoken like that is just not an aspect of comedy that comes at all naturally to me. Nor I mean maybe it doesn't come naturally to anyone. You just have to do it and be bad at it for a while. But I don't know. I just like I don't I don't know if I want to do something that I already know I do not have like any natural talent for whatsoever. Yeah, everyone says the hardest part of stand up is like getting into it. And mm-hmm. I'm not even fuck that. Um cuz I mean, there are some things that we've talked about this, like with doing YouTube videos or posting your own articles and stuff where Mm. you're willing to just suck it up, do it, get through that. And then you'll eventually be comfortable. Stand up is not one of those things for me. So, well, and with Internet stuff, you can kind of hide behind the screen (laughs) too. like if you're posting and promoting your own shit on like your story and whatnot, you feel very like exposed and it feels like you're putting yourself out there. But it's not even close to the feeling oh, no. of like being in front of a live audience and having to like get that feedback if you're not funny like in real time. I don't want to be perceived, <clears throat> and also exactly, um, yeah. If I'm, I I would be terrible at anything live. Like I would not yeah. be able to be like a TV host. I can if I'm behind a fucking closed door with like a curtain and shit like i'll do whatever i can write stuff but i can't i can't just yeah spill it all the other thing is like with youtube stuff there's enough other aspects of it so that if i'm not really that funny it can still be like entertaining like the editing can be good enough and like the general storyline or whatever i'm talking about can all be like interesting enough that like even if i'm not that even if what I'm saying isn't really that funny, it can still be like a fine video, at least to me when I'm like thinking about it with stand up, It's like, there's none of that shit. You're either funny or you're not. And there's like no room to hide whatsoever, which is like, that's the, that's what's so impressive about it. Right. That you're just like doing the, you're the trapeze artist with no net. That's also oh, just God, like, yeah. what's so terrifying about it. That there's no like bells and whistles to hide behind. I'd rather be a trapeze artist with no net not gonna lie um (laughs) but that and your death if you fail is funnier than any stand-up routine no i was gonna say though the only circumstances under which i could do stand-up would be if i'm not the one delivering it and i'm writing it and i can edit things and have a full conversation with somebody (laughs) about the content itself so until stand-up takes that direction you will not find me on any stage until stand-up comedy is no longer live ever <laughs> and instead is meticulously crafted ahead of time uh, in video format, no stand-up will be done by the members <laughs> of this podcast. The audience has to be blind and deaf as well. So, Exactly. Yeah. All right. Before we head out, Sophia, do you have any tidbits or words of wisdom or anecdotes you'd like to share with us on our way out of here? Am I leaving out? Am I like uh, taking us out too? Because I will. Yeah, you're taking us out. All right. Shout you brought out to us my... into this world. You're going to take us out of it. <laughs> I'm going to fucking take y'all out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Birthday shout out uh, to my man, Tupac. I know you're in Cuba right now, chilling, probably drinking a pina colada. <laughs> He's my birthday buddy. Uh, we celebrated together in spirit last week. And also my dude, Kendrick Lamar.